Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my guest is Douglas Horn, who's the chief architect of Telos, a decentralized blockchain, also the founder of GoodBlock. In this week's tech news, first up, Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook, announced this week that Facebook and Instagram are launching a new feature called Shops. It's a native e-commerce platform for Facebook. It's marketed as there are no upfront fees and you can upload your catalog of all your products if you're an existing e-commerce uh, provider directly into their site for immediate sales. Uh, you would think that this would be threatening the companies like Shopify, although Shopify is one of the first partners. Also, for those cryptocurrency fans out there, Bitcoin halved which means that it now takes twice as much effort to mine one Bitcoin in itself. It happens every four years, and that's because Bitcoin has a 21 million finite number of actual tokens. That's why they compare it to digital gold. And so it just means that there's just a lot more effort now to mine one Bitcoin. Um, a ransomware gang is demanding $42 million from a celebrity law firm. Uh, they are the Revel Ransomware, and they are putting pressure on Grubbenshire, Marcellus, and Sachs. And that's because they have clients like Lady Gaga, Madonna, Mariah Carey, U2, and Bruce Springsteen. And what they're saying is that if they don't get the ransom, they will release sensitive information on these celebrities. Uh, an interesting story for restaurateurs is that a random restaurateur in the United States found out that he could make money by using DoorDash. Uh, he sells his pizzas for um, $24, DoorDash marketed it for $16, but they still gave him the full $24 uh, credit for each pizza. Now, before any of you go out there and think this is a good idea to do yourselves, it turns out it was a promotional time. Uh, the restaurant wasn't even a DoorDash customer. This is a way that DoorDash uh, tests on whether your restaurant would be a suitable target for them. And the final tech news story of this week is Tesla did drop its lawsuit against Alameda County after the county, the state, and local officials agreed to let its factory reopen. And that's the tech news of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Douglas Horn, who is the chief architect of Telos and also the founder of GoodBlock. Welcome, Douglas. Hey, Keith. Thanks a lot. So, Douglas, let's take a few minutes to discuss your background. Uh, what is Telos? What is GoodBlock and how did you get there? Yeah, great question. So Telos is a blockchain, which is a, probably people will probably know it's a it's a network that's decentralized that, uh, you know, can't cut, kick anyone out and uh, and um, it ensures fair transactions. Um, uh, Telos is specifically is a highly decentralized one and with, with a lot of capacity. In fact, if you were to look at the, the records for the most transactions ever performed on a blockchain, um, uh, Telos would have the, the second highest record of any blockchain, including Bitcoin and Ethereum and everything. So it's very high capacity. It's a, it's a third generation blockchain. It moves fast. It's, uh, it's cheap to use. There's no transaction fees. 
use. And so there's a lot of uh, user uh, user friendly uh, features that make that we hope is going to make it uh, a good candidate for for mass adoption. Um, so that's what Telos is. And uh, Telos launched in 2018 as a no ICO uh, sort of Satoshi style grassroots launch, which is pretty rare uh, these days and in 2018. And, um, and my company, Goodblock, is a developer that was in doing software development in, in uh, the blockchain area for some time. And um, uh, I actually, we, we kind of proposed the idea of the Telos blockchain and uh, did a lot of the core and initiated a lot of the core development and have still developed a lot of the key features that are really exciting and don't exist anywhere else. So that's kind of the relationship of Goodblock to Telos. Well, thanks. Thanks for the intro. Um, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. I have been talking about for at least a couple of years about the EOS IO, which I'm going to ask you again in a second, mm-hmm. what the relationship is to yeah. Telos and that uh, we had a conference a couple of summers ago in San Francisco called the Tulip Conference. Um, my interest in it as a minority stakeholder in that was that it was uh, a blockchain as a technology conference. And this is at the time where there's still a lot of hype. Um, Bitcoin had just crested $20,000 per token uh, December prior. And yep. there's still a lot of interest in ICOs, which uh, EOS uh, or block one um, had done an ICO for, you know, several billion dollars. And so I think it's really good to come back to one thing that I always talk about as much as people think that there's some mystery around blockchain and cryptocurrency, uh, blockchain in itself coming from a software background is simply software, usually built on open source. And that um, as a technology, again, stripping out the thought about cryptocurrency, is a technology there's a lot of utility in that and that groups like Telos and Goodblock are really uh, taking advantage of those, trying to serve their customers, uh, basically serving as technology service providers. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's actually true. Like to to really take it down to its most basic level, um, you know, any blockchain is really just a ledger, right? And a ledger is like what? Like an Excel spreadsheet. And, you know, the only reason that we don't all keep all of our balances of all our banks and everything on an Excel spreadsheet is that um, we don't, tr- you know, you don't necessarily want to trust one person to keep all those balances, right? They would have a, they would have a, a special advantage and, and we would have to trust them. And, and actually with banks and whatnot, we do, that's exactly how we do it. We basically trust them and there's some checks and balances, but there've, there've been problems. What blockchain does as a technology is it creates a way to have that, that universal spreadsheet where only you can transfer out your funds or perform transactions, whether those, if those are for different things and you don't have to trust anyone. It's built into the protocol is that no one can, you know, do things on your, on your account without your, without your permission with as proven by a cryptographic key. Um, and then, and no, and, and no one is there to, no one can re you know, revise transactions that happened in the past. So no one has to trust, they call it trustless, right? So there, once you have that, then you have that, that, that ledger that you can use for all kinds of things you can use for recording deeds for, for real estate or ownership of, uh, you know, tokenized ownership of, 
of companies and like a stock way, then all these things become much more efficient because um, because they're managed. They can be managed by smart contracts, and so you can automate all these finance, you know, decentralized finance, DeFi type. Um, uh, functions and 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 it can be done on anything. It can be done on supply chains and and so there's a lot of utility on it. Um, cryptocurrency, you're right. It's just one. It's one use. It's like the first use. It's kind of like email was the first use of the internet, and now look what all of, all the things we do on it. Um, but it's the one that people know most. Yeah, that's a great analogy about first uses. Uh, we're still in the very early early um, stages of being. Uh, blockchain being adopted as a technology. Uh, I think that as people get more and more familiar, last show I had uh, Jared Wynn, who's the senior vice president at Binance for their charitable giving. And it was interesting because we were talking about how using uh, smart contracts, you can get to very deep financial accountability with your charitable giving. So sometimes we talk about how um, if you if a charity can say that they use 75% of all donations for its intended purpose, that's actually, they get, a, they get an A. That's a very strong rating compared to using only 50% or something like that. That with Binance, they were saying that uh, with their charitable giving, the $4 million they raised, they were uh, serving 99.5% of the funds for their intended purpose. So uh, I really, it's really great to have you here, Douglas. Uh, I want to keep you on because we're going to come back and talk more about Telos and Goodblock. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Special guest is Douglas Horn, the chief architect of Telos and founder of Goodblock. You need questions or comments about today's show, email us at info at svn.biz. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and you can re-download our podcast as well. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Special guest is Douglas Horn, Chief Architect of Telos and founder of Goodblock. Welcome back, Douglas. Hey, thanks. So, Douglas, here's a question for you because people are still getting used to blockchain and understanding there's differences in that there's a lot of blockchains that have kind of come and gone and failed. What makes Telos different than other blockchains? I, I actually love that question, Keith, because it's true. There's something over the, over 5,000 blockchains. The world doesn't probably need 5,000 blockchains, especially right now. So unless you have a special uh, purpose that... Um, that you know no one else you know is really serving then then what's the point right and and so yes telos is actually uh derived around some really great technology features that just don't exist anywhere else at this point so we're we're leading technology there um we talked a little bit earlier about how we have we have very high capacity in fact we have the record on the on a site called blocktivity.info we have the second highest record of any blockchain um, for the most transactions performed in 24 hours, and that's not an anomaly. We're we're consistently there, and um, and we also are very fast. We're we're half second transaction times, and and there's no transaction fees for each single transaction that you or action that you do, like on a, ch- a chain like Ethereum. So those alone are well aligned for mass adoption, right? They, you, they're, they're, it's, it's fast. It works at the speed of the internet as people expect. Um, so those are good features. And I think any, any chain looking to do something important on a world scale 
uh, needs to have those. But what we do, what we've built is we've, we've realized that among other things, governance is very hard, right? Corporate governance, local governance, all kinds of governance. And we're seeing all kinds of breakdowns right now in, in, in how government works and the participate, the participatory nature of governance, governance these days is also breaking down due to apathy, which comes from people, you know, largely not really believing that their role is important. So, one of the reasons for that is that our tools of government are are weak, right? And so Telos built an entirely new set of government governance tools on on our chain, and um, and it's called Telos Decide. And what this allows people to do is to come together and and for any purpose. Telos actually means purpose in Greek, um, and in the end, uh, Aristotle was noted as saying that uh, the Telos of an acorn is to become an oak tree. Right? It's a it's the purpose. It's the ultimate purpose. And we think people have purpose, and we think that social media has largely failed uh, as a way for people to organize themselves and to and to do more than just like things. So we built a bunch of voting tools that that people can use that decentralized, trustless nature of blockchain to create groups to do a lot of things. Right? So that could be that could be groups that are. You know, that could be a group like a homeowners association, right? Where where that's basically, if anyone's a part of a homeowners association, that's basically a failed structure where people are trying to to keep up rules around their homes. But if you want to actually have some kind of meeting, you know, every once in a while you get a you get something in the mail and it says, please, 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 please come to the senior center and or give someone your proxy because otherwise we won't have a quorum and you know, and 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 that that voting just doesn't work because it's not easy and it's not convenient. Um, we built a whole set of tools called Telos Decide that lets any kind of group quickly and easily um, create a uh, create a voting group and a commit and for creating committees, committee managements. Everything's handled by smart contracts, so it can allocate funds. It's completely transparent, and I think that's a set of tools that's really been lacking. So, so we're seeing a lot of adoption around those. Thanks a lot. Thanks for that answer. So that's really good overview of what Telos can do. And so it leads to another question I have, especially as we're coming up, and this is more of a hypothetical, but as we're coming up to a major election here in the United States, how could a blockchain like Telos be used for voting in that situation? Yeah, well, it, it, it could be actually. So there's, so I don't think it's going to be, I don't think anything is going to get, be adopted before this current presidential election cycle. But what I do think is likely to happen is that, um, you know, cracks in, in the system that we are already seeing, even in the primaries, are going to show the, the need to finally move to a better system. So we do, most of the vote, voting we do is transparent. So it works great for any kind of company. It works great for any kind of, you know, water district or, or uh, homeowners association or anything like that where transparent voting um, is, is good and, in fact, you know, more valued, right? For national elections, you need to have, um, you need to have uh, uh, secret ballot voting, which Telus Decide does not currently do. But, mm-hmm. um, but we're already leading in voting and, uh, amongst any blockchain projects. And, um, and so our, our core devs, we have our own team of core developers who are actually working very hard on that project too. So I think that by the time people are, are clamoring for it in, you know, 
late November, <laughs> um, uh, I think we're going to be ready to, to approach that, that problem. That's, that's something that my company, Goodblock itself, is working on um, in conjunction with Telos. I mean, they're different groups. Goodblock doesn't own Telos. Nobody does. It's decentralized. But we do. Goodblock is a lot of, of work, uh, the core development work for, for the chain um, and proposes features and things like that. So we're well, no, on- I, yeah, I think I think it's a super interesting topic because yeah, I don't expect anything to happen for this election cycle, but I think whatever the result is and whatever party people are with, that whatever happens with this coming election, more and more people are going to want or demand some type of um, trusted or tr- well, I should say trustless voting, so mm-hmm. that they can make sure that their vote is counted. And I think uh, you know, like I said. It's nonpartisan because both sides want to make sure that their votes are counted. And I think that that's where a lot of interest will happen on uh, solutions that, like a blockchain, where it's an immutable ledger where you can prove that whatever occurred did actually occur. Yeah, absolutely. I I, have, I will make no predictions publicly about what may or may not happen. But I, I think one thing is pretty sure it's going to be interesting right like like in that in that uh curse may you live in interesting times i think it's going to be that kind of interesting um with the outcome and uh and you're right uh the there's going to be a a lot of demand for a better system you know which honestly we we've been having for the last you know several election cycles but i guess it just needs to get bad enough that that um that somebody does something about it, or maybe there needs to be the technology that never really existed before uh, to do this. So I think we're, we may be at that, that happy nexus uh, of having the, the present, the appropriate level of outrage and also finally having a tool set um, that's like Telos Decide or something similar that actually allows that decentralized trustless voting so that people can really get behind it. Yeah, I mean, I think with the pandemic, with the uncertainty of um, how people vote, and and right now we're all voting as we normally would, uh, either showing up the polls or doing absentee ballots, um, people are very curious. And like like you, I don't want to make a prediction, but whatever way the election goes, there'll be a group of people that are unhappy and we'll be pushing for (laughs) change. So. Yeah, I, I think whatever way it goes, there'll be there'll be a lot of people that are unhappy. <laughs> I think that's very likely. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Almost like fifty percent. So, um, <laughs> so I know, I know we're running out of time on this segment, but I do want to talk about uh, Telos and Goodblock and the relationship to ESIO and what did we learn in the last two years. So, uh, don't go away. We're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. A special guest is Douglas Horn, Chief Architect of Telos and the founder of GoodBlock. We're giving an overview of what blockchain is, how it can be used for uh, voting and other use cases, and also talking about what's up next. So any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Or redownload the podcast, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have Douglas Horn, Chief Architect of TELUS, a decentralized network, and the founder of GoodBlock. On this week's Cyber Tip, I want to talk about the U.S. Treasury issuing a warning for financial institutions to be careful about uh, COVID-19 financial fraud. So FinCEN, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, 
gave an advisory to banks, and this is also relevant to you, the consumer, that there is a huge increase in scams. And the note says, these advisories are based on FinCEN's analysis of COVID-19 related information obtained through public reports, bank secrecy data, law enforcement partners, and agency notes. Uh, The intelligence is analyzed and to be appropriate for institutions to help them detect, prevent, and report illicit activities. So these are types of scams that they're seeing. Uh, Transactions that involve medical goods. So going through a site and trying to buy masks. All these things you need to really be careful of. And that's why they're issuing this note to your bank because they're suspecting that people are going to jump on the site, uh, make their order, and then do something that's going to either give up the personal information or get uh, a fake bill of goods. Um, One other corresponding story related to this is the increase in phishing scams. It is now a, a turnkey operation, meaning that a nefarious group can go out on the dark web and purchase a pre-made template. Uh, it looks like an e-commerce site. It feels like an e-commerce site. They might even have a mobile application. Like it was discovered that the Android platform has all these um, apps that Google always tries to delete. That is all a very sophisticated way of getting either your financial information, your personal data, or just steal your money. So that's the cyber tip of the week is to always, always be sure of the site you're looking at. My suggestion is no matter, whenever you go to a site that involves your credit card or PayPal, type in the site directly. Don't rely on a link that's emailed to you or that um, you get from another webpage. Just type the link in yourself. And that's the best way to make sure that you get to the site you want to go to. And that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Douglas Horn, who is the chief architect of Telos and the founder of GoodBlock. Today's show, we've been talking about where we're at with blockchain, what Telos and GoodBlock are doing. And now we're going to keep going on with the lively discussion we've been having around what are the use cases. So welcome back, Douglas. Thanks a lot, Keith. So in our last segments, we talked about what Telos is and what GoodBlock is. And we also started talking about some interesting use cases around um, voter or Telos Decide, which is a voting platform and how we're not quite yet ready for prime time in terms of our federal elections, but how we both think that at some point, some type of technology that enables people to vote is coming. Uh, What are some of the other things you see that are coming with regards to blockchain as a whole? Uh, Oh, I think there's going to be a lot, uh, Keith. Um, Like if you were just to go to telos.net right now, you would, you would see a long list of, of apps, dApps that are, that are currently on telos and more are coming all the time. And so what we're seeing in trends are we're seeing a lot of social, social media apps. Um, And one of the things that those offer above, um, above the current, you know, norm is, uh, for one, the, there's uh, censorship resistance, right? You know, we're seeing a lot of censorship on YouTube and whatnot because it's and 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 other places, uh, Twitter. The, these things are these things are um, are run by centralized organizations, but the decentralized social media uh, apps are looking at ways to either, depending on what their what their you know what their aims are, to either completely remove centra- uh, censorship or to make censorship based on uh, more on commu- actually voted by people in the community um, using basically our voting tools. Um, that's one more use of them, right? So, um, and and that means that they're community managed, um, not managed by, you know, a centralized company. 
Another thing those the social media platforms that are using blockchain are doing um, is rewarding people, right? I mean, the social media platforms we see earn a lot of money from advertisers and whatnot, basically on the backs of their, their users. And um, blockchain offers a great way to actually share the wealth with the people who are actually creating the content. So social media is a great, it's a great growth area that we're already seeing on Telos and other blockchains. Um, yeah. So well, I want to, I want to just yeah. um, emphasize that point. I think there's a lot of fear, uncertainty and doubt around blockchain in general, because people think of cryptocurrency a lot in the beginning, people thought, um, it was used to launder money. And then now when we talk about blockchains and the immutability about people think about how it's being used uh, for more control aspects. So it's interesting that you're bringing up the other side of it, that it can be used for some positive things where uh, just to recap and social media, you know, people are arguing that um, Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and other social media platforms are definitely in essence, censoring content, whether they're calling it, uh, you know, fake news with filters or labels, mm-hmm. or there was a uh, there was an article just recently, where Ann Wojcik, the CEO of YouTube, basically admitted um, that their platform is skewed towards uh, paid media content because they want to make sure that it combats fake news, and so therefore trusted media outlets are the ones that get higher rankings and searches and independent creators by fallout don't get that. And so um, it was spun as a positive, which I could see from a a mass media perspective, it's a positive because you're going with quote unquote trusted news sources. But then if you're an independent content creator or you're a conspiracy theorist or whatever, um, your voice isn't getting heard and we're a country built on free speech. So that's where I think if you could go a little bit more into how, uh, sensor resistant technology in a blockchain could work. I think that'd be helpful. Well, sure. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a lot of ways that people are using this and, and mainly it is that is, is the, the breaking of the relationship between a centralized company like YouTube or Twitter or whatever, who has, who has, you know, the, this, the middle, you know, there's in the middle of everything and then can, therefore can, um, can you know make the rules and enforce the rules as they choose, and often without even sharing the rules. Um, there's a there's a a, a, pro, a a app on Telos right now called NewLife.ai. It's a very interesting um, social media app. It's it's use it's using it's a, a, a approaches people who are interested in fashion and art, and uses them as basically tastemakers through their AI process and um, and sells aggregate data to to people who are looking you know at doing a B testing on different kinds of fashion designs and things like that um, but they actually allow using the telesicide voting tools they allow their their users to actually control the algorithm for how things are paid and what's done um, this is so when you think about voting as being something that that um, a big, you know, capital V voting where you're voting for national elections. Um, that's one style, but there's actually much, I think many, many, many more ways um, to incorporate, you know, u- user management in a decentralized way of what they want their community and their app to be as opposed to, um, as opposed to some centralized organization. Right. And when you do that, you know, and, central, and let's be honest, centralized organizations have to go sit in front of Congress sometimes, right. With a decentralized organization, you know, it, it eliminates that. So they have, they have their own, you know, set of, set of concerns and um, that we have to, we have to deal with. Um, 
you know, and, and when you make something decentralized, then it's a whole community that's, that's deciding for themselves. I think there's a lot of pluses. Um, and uh, that's why we built those set of tools that, you know, in, in Telos Decide, because they can be used in, once the tools finally exist, they can be used in a lot of ways that you didn't initially expect. Thanks. So then how do people, since uh, Telos in itself is decentralized and folks can engage GoodBlock, how does that work? If somebody, an organization or a community wanted to build on top of Telos, what are the ways to do that? Yeah, well, uh, communities are building on Telos all the time. So the first, so the first step would be maybe go to telos.net, um, T-E-L-O-S, uh, and, um, and just look into the protocol, um, and look into the social media groups. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, information there. There's, there's, there's docs.telos.net. There's explore.telos.net. There's a number of, of things that you can look at on that website. Um, but quickly what you'll do is you'll find, you know, we have an outreach organization that doesn't own or run the chain in any way, but it's called the Telos Foundation. And we do a lot of, uh, marketing and outreach, um, to get, to work with people to come on the system. There's obviously it's open source. And so there are GitHub repositories and things like that, that people can use. And we're in telegram a lot. Um, and also we're in these social media in these decentralized social media platforms that, that people are using. So there's a lot of ways to reach us that you can find from telos.net. And, um, you know, we have, we, we have everything, you know, we can approach anybody who, if they're developers themselves, we'll just point you to the point you to the documents. It's really easy to use. If it's an organization that likes the idea of bringing these things in and being decentralized and putting their and putting their users front and center and actually running the the system in that way, um, we can you know put you together with uh, you know we've got a really good group of developers both directly related to Telos and also you know sort of uh, outside developers and we can find you people all over the world to try to help build what you need. Um, GoodBlock also does that work and we're working with a lot of great companies and we're always looking to look for more. So that's goodblock.io um, people can look at. Um, and, um, and I think there's, you know, there's, there's, we're on exchanges so people can buy in. It's actually, it's actually one of the least expensive, probably the least expensive um, chain to operate on because of the way, because of our high capacity um, and the way we run, it's, it's much cheaper than something like, like it's like a hundred times cheaper than, than the next, the next network in terms of cost, something like EOS or something like that. So um, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of advantages and there's a lot of ways for people to come in and get in touch with us. Thanks a lot, Douglas. Let's, let's talk a little bit about costs since you brought it up. Um, and I think not everyone understands what costs are involved with developing on blockchain. So if you could talk just a little bit about how Telos in relationship to EOS, um, how that differs. And then we can also talk about how then more like good block as a service provider can be engaged but the, the yeah. cost of actually running the network itself for the people that want to jump onto it. Sure. So the network is run by a, a group of, of, you know, several dozen uh, uh, independent entities all around the world. And they, they do the validating. They make sure that all the, you know, everything is run well and they run high end infrastructure. And so they have costs there. Um, GoodBlock is one of these. They're validating nodes. They're called block producers, and so in order to keep those running, there have to be there have to be fees, and those fees um, were generally uh, created by uh, inflation on the system. Um, Telos right now does not have inflation. We we're we have a, a reserve that we're using in in lieu of that, um, but to run an, an app on on EOS or Telos or, or any of those chains or Ethereum. 
there's there's basically fees. Now, if you want to run it on Ethereum, what you're doing is your your fees are in the form of a, of a transaction fee for every transaction that anyone makes. They pay a fee, uh, a, a small fee, and um, you know, but you never know exactly what that fee is going to be. And that's mm-hmm. we found that that's really an impediment to broad adoption. Um, it's somewhat good for developers because it pushes it because they don't actually have to pay the the, the fees their their users do. But overall, it's bad because it's just bad u- user experience for the for the users. Um, by moving those costs onto developers, it, it really streamlines the process for users, and that's what EOS and Telos both do. And the way that people people pay fees is they stake tokens that are not consumed. And by staking tokens, it means you just lock them up for a three day period, and during that three day period, you um, you it, it you know you have a certain number of of resource uses, uh, networking resources that you can use. So if you've locked up one percent of of the tokens in in the in during that period, then you are assigned one percent of the network resources. You know, m- obviously, most people are using much much lower numbers, but that's that's basically how it works. Those are not consumed; they're never used up. So you can decide, you know, whether to stake that more or less in the future. And what that does, hey, hey, hey Douglas, I'm going to yeah, yeah. pause you right there for the break, Sorry. and then we'll we'll finish up on on the return. Um, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Special guest is Douglas Horn, Chief Architect of telos and also the founder of GoodBlock. when we come back in our next segment we'll finish up on the um, costs associated with running a blockchain if you have any questions or comments about today's show email us at info at svn.biz and we'll be right back for questions or comments on today's program call 1-888-828-7846 that's 888-828-SVIN now back to silicon valley insider once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. My special guest today is Douglas Horn, Chief Architect of Telos and the founder of GoodBlock. Uh, in our last segment, we were talking about costs associated with developing on blockchain and how developers use it. Douglas, thanks for being here. Why don't you just finish up that topic? Oh, yeah. So... In short, you know, Telus is very is very uh, inexpensive to run to run on in terms of transaction fees, and, and more important for developers because we've built so many great tools that don't exist anywhere else, like these voting tools, Telus Decide that we're talking about, and several others. Um, it means that development time is really shortened because people don't have to build these things themselves from scratch. So that's another big advantage for in cost for developers on Telos. Well, thanks. And that's where I think it's really exciting as we enter into the pivot portion of our show and how people are adopting change rapidly. Since development costs are relatively inexpensive and deployment times are relatively fast, what are some of the coolest projects you've seen um, on the Telos platform? Well, one of the things I really like is this project called Havuda, Havuda.com. And what they do is they do, uh, they're using Telos to do uh, outcome testing, data-based outcome testing of international aid programs, um, which previously only the most expensive, you know, only the best funded uh, international aid organizations were able to uh, to uh, participate in. But now using Telos, they've made it very cheap. Um, and that's really cool. We, they actually came to us and we were able to vote them. The chain using its governance was able to vote them funds to improve their interface. And, and now, and so we're basically working as a, as an accelerator or in a, a incubator for a lot of tech teams, um, and finding them funding where for great use cases. Another one we're working on that very, I'm, I'm personally involved in is a, is a, uh, 
privacy testing platform um, to be used by countries around the world uh, for things like COVID nineteen testing, where where people who want to do who want to do uh, some form of testing but don't necessarily want to reveal their results for a number of reasons, right? Um, they can do that through this through this app and. Um, and we're working in various countries. We're working in um, Kenya and uh, Bermuda and uh, the UK and and a number of these countries. So uh, it's that's very a, that, that's a very interesting use case because we hear so much about, for instance, contact tracing and how mm-hmm. um, some governments are fully embraced. Uh, you talk about a country like China where it's already built into their social credit system, and then some countries where Apple and Google have announced. a a partnership to connect their data sets together. And some people are embracing that, but some people are very, very wary of that. I think um, if you explain a little bit more about how privacy works on a blockchain in that situation, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like think about it in the, in the U S or, or, you know, know, we're on the West coast and there's a lot of people in in the U S who are, you know, have our immigrants of various uh, documentation, you know, levels. And boy, if I was in that community and I know some people in that community, I would be very, um, hesitant to just straight up trust the government to, to run my tests. Right. And what happens is not that you, not that you, you know, you don't, you just don't get that data. So you don't have a good, you don't have a good set of, of understanding about, about these shadow populations that are not being reflected in your data sets. Right. And so, and, and they're just lost. So what we're trying to do with this project is we are trying to hit that middle point where individuals, we use the blockchain Essentially, what we do is we break we break the connection between you know acquiring and, and processing tests and being able to look up your tests um, by by storing that information anonymously 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 on the blockchain, um, and which is a great use case actually for blockchain. Uh, and we're doing that on Telos. And um, at the same time, we understand that you know very highly highly uh, anonymized but uh, information is still going to be interesting to researchers to track this because we're probably looking at populations that are not going to be tracked in an, any other way right if you're if you're spending uh, money to do low budget uh, or low cost uh, uh, anonymous testing you're probably not simultaneously in the in the system for the, the standard testing, right? That's that's hopefully being done through insurance. So what we're doing is we're finding we're being able to to aggregate these by country and by postal code, zip code, uh, but no further. And people and researchers will be able to look at that data and they'll say and they'll say, okay, well we see this person and there's three other people associated with them. They may be family members, maybe whatever, but we can, we can tell when, when they did tests and what the outcomes were so that we still have the important epidemiological information to, um, to make good decisions. And in fact, we've added decision, we've added information to the system that wouldn't have existed otherwise. So we both have good, you know, good, uh, knowledge for the epidemiologists and we also have good knowledge for the individuals, all of that without really revealing any individual's, um, status. Hey, hey Douglas, that's, um, excellent description of how we can use it for privacy. With just the minute we have left in today's show, I know the time has gone fast. What are the? Th- how do people get in touch with Telos and GoodBlock? And what are some thoughts you want to leave with? Um, well, the great way to get in touch with Telos is Telos.net. Um, we're also you can look us up on Twitter. There's at Hello Telos, and um, and on um, 
on Telegram, also at HelloTellos. Great communities there to get in touch with. Um, GoodBlock uh, is goodblock.io, and you can get in touch with us there. Th leading thoughts, I think, are that I believe one of the great things about, about um, blockchain is the ability for people all over the world um, and also in neighborhoods together to work together in, in ways that, you know, that don't require trust, but that enable them to do things to, to fulfill a purpose that they, that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And we're providing all these new tools and there's exciting ways to do that. So I think that this is hugely empowering and at a really important time globally where, where we need these new tools. We need new ways to organize ourselves um, uh, positively because there's a lot of challenges that we're, we're facing right now. Well, Douglas, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Once again, on today's show, I had Douglas Horn, Chief Architect of Telos, as well as the founder of GoodBlock. If you have any questions or comments about today's show, email us at info at svn.biz. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. We hope you learned a lot about blockchain and how it can be used as a technology for good. So thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846. 888-828-SVIN. 